That sting had that sting just it kept went going. on, kept going, kept giving. Listen, you listen hard. Go back to the previous episode, people, and there's that little yeah, the end. Wow. It's quite fascinating. Like, you know, there's, don't you love it when you notice things that you've you've seen them for that have always time. been there? Yeah, they've always been there. Then you think, hey, oh, I didn't know that was like, like what that was there. Um, oh, I'm just trying to remember now. I'll give you one example. It was fascinating to discover when I back in the day when I drove a petrol car that the little arrow yes. next to the fuel gauge, yeah. right, yeah. was always indicating where, where, what side the car. And if there's no arrow, on. the pump. Is in the boot. No, no. The if back. there's no arrow, the picture of the pump, the 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 the, the side that the pump goes in, like the handle goes ah. into the pump, is the side that it's on. Is that right? So if the if these a, days there's normally an arrow. If there's no arrow, but the pump's going in on the left side of the it's on the left. thing, it's on the left. I'll See, give you another one. Those little things. I'll give you another one. Airport signs. Airport signs. So anyway, you're driving. Have any, a little picture of a plane. Yeah, they always have a little picture. You know, the little picture of the plane. Yeah. It's always pointing in the direction you should be traveling. Really. So. If you are on a motorway, like the M2 motorway from the west into into the city, okay. the, the the plane will be pointing forward, so the wings will be out to the left and right. Right. If you're um, down on the south southern Southern Cross Drive, and and there's a there's an exit coming up, the plane yeah. will be pointing towards the exit. Wow. Yes. Those subtle little things. Yes, all the way down. I think yeah. I wrote an article about it at EFTM years ago, um, because well, I is... when I learned about it, I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. This was just like, how does that happen? That's that's unbelievable. But maybe I'll just put it on Facebook. But, um, yeah, I was quite blown away by that very simple the thing. The other one, too, if you look really closely at the FedEx um, logo. Yeah. The FedEx. Yeah, it says FedEx. Yeah. So the space between, I think it's the D and the E or yeah. the E and that, no, between the D and the E or the E and the X, there's a big arrow. It's an arrow. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up. I'm just... Actually, I can't... Where's my phone? I, I don't know, know, mate. FedEx... Fell down the couch. Logo. If you look at the FedEx Yes, there logo, is an arrow. Yes, that's yeah. right. So have check out and that. Yeah, you're right. You so don't see arrow? it. You don't see it yeah. until you see it. Now, there's a big arrow. The yeah. E and the X make an arrow. You don't see it until you see it. Yeah. That is... There's lots of those little things, eh? Cool. Someone actually did that well. and they, Someone presented. They were doing the logos. And someone came in. They went, oh, my God. You just went with two colors? Get out. And they went, hang on, they went, hang on, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Logo, can arrow. we just point something out? It's really cool. And people will be talking about it for years to come, including idiots on podcasts. Exactly. There's right. an arrow in our logo. It was on Castaway as well. And now it's all I can see is the That's arrow. It. That's all you get now. Wow. Lots of those little things. Wow. That's I like amazing. It. I like it when I, I tell you what, I got that same feeling when I watched Star Wars on Blu-ray for the first time. Because it was eye-opening to see the quality and the different things. High definition. I'd, I'd only ever seen it on VHS, DVD. Then suddenly this special remastered edition and all the detail you I was noticing, like scratches on R2-D2 and C-3PO. So it was all that added detail that I saw for the first time. That's why I'm, I'm always going for the 4K version of everything so I can see even more detail if it's there. I, I really, really did get off on uh, looking at that stuff and seeing, oh, that's been there the whole time, but because of the resolution, I couldn't see it. Yeah. That's been there. If you were live on the set, you would have seen that. But now, through the wonders of technology and the improved resolution, now I can see that. Bloody hell. Yeah. Hmm. Hidden in plain sight. Hidden in plain sight, yeah. What else can you think of that's hidden in plain sight? Yeah, I can't think of anything, to be honest. Um yeah, no, you've stumped me on that one, but I thought my airport one was pretty good. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a pretty good one. You know, um, uh, not to get negative on COVID and stuff, but I was talking to someone today about uh, travel, 
and you know, oh, next year. And then there was we were talking about the America and how they're just still struggling and it's going to take a long time and could take years. And I thought, I do, actually, now I'm starting to question CS22. And here's my biggest challenge with travel again. So right now, if we wanted to go to Perth, mm. would you go? Yeah. See, I wouldn't because it's too much risk that that idiot premier the over there just, just goes, no, nah, we're out and, and yeah. we can't get back or something like that, yeah. right? Or you're in a plane and it shuts. Yeah. So it's too much risk just of that I little agree. thing, right? But then, so I think then about, okay, international travel. So let's assume we're all vaccinated. Let's assume there's a really cool vaccine passport thing available, whatever. And we feel comfortable going to America. But then we're in America for five days and we're due to come home in three days. And it turns out there's some new strain over there. Or there's something about how when you're exposed to the, to the virus and you've got the vaccine, you still carry it and you might bring it home. Sorry, you still got to go to 14 so day quarantine. Uncertainty, yeah. And boom, down come the borders again. Or just a new restriction on, on quarantine and stuff. I'm not sure I'll, I'll be willing to travel until I've had like six months of other people doing it. And learning that we are okay now and everyone's not going to... Like, I'm not so worried about health-wise. I'm just worried about I'm screwing So you're saying everything. the vaccine isn't a guarantee, isn't just a silver bullet to go and come and go as you please? I'm, I'm worried that it's not, yeah. yeah there's going to be uh, restrictions still in place when if you come back from certain countries and things and, like and that. And if there's not restrictions in place, they might not announce restrictions on day one, but as we can see, this thing evolves. The way the quarantine program works evolves. What if it evolves to the point where actually you do need seven days quarantine? It's like, oh, it's still seven days? And that wasn't worth my while going overseas for. On my Facebook memories, a year ago, exactly, we were in San Francisco. Yeah. One year ago. So it's, that's that's our last trip was one year ago already. Oh, that's interesting. Because year. Wonder, so literally, it's going to be a year. So I tra- I'm flying next Friday. Mm. It will have been an, like nearly exactly one year since I've been on a plane. Yeah, well, I'm flying. Joe and I are on the Gold Coast in March. So March 11, we're going to the Gold Coast. That'll wow. My first time on it. It'll, it'll be 13 months for me then. Been on a plane. months without being on a plane. It's so strange oh, well, to think about, isn't incredible. it? Incredible, yeah. Well, look at what we, we used to do 70 or 80. <laughs> we were on a plane once a week for last back in the last year and the year, year before last. We were travelling quite often. It's and internationally, strange. we were travelling like once a month we'd be overseas, wouldn't we? And, you know, people say how good the tennis is because there's crowds there. But look at it. It's just it's horrible. There's no... It's, 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 it's tiny little patches of people here and there. Yeah. It's weird. It's good. Did Ash Barty win? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. She was playing. What about... There was a what about over, uh, so. Did you watch the Nick Kyrgios game? I missed it last night. A man yeah. had bloody 24 on. Came, came back. Came back at it. Five sets, mate. Pretty good. I'd like to see him get through to the semis. I don't know that he's got the finals. You could just in. see an Aussie win the Australian Open for a change, don't you reckon? I mean, Come to on. be honest, Ash is such a good chance. That's great, but yeah. I actually want to see Nick do well. Nick Kyrgios? Yeah. What about the other? Did you see? <laughs> did you watch his first game? Yeah. Where he said he goes, "Get your girlfriend out of my box." Yeah. He was talking to his brother. Yeah. Saying he's, he's and yeah. he reckons it was a G up. He goes, "No, that was just funny." Just on. he's just taking the Mickey. What the? He's Whatever. In the middle of a game, mate. I know. He's playing the game. Mate. Did you see last night? He did an underarm serve. Yeah. Mate, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's the best ever. <laughs> Stump the bloke. Hey, mate, it's gamesmanship. Like Nadal wouldn't know what to do if yeah, he did that. Gamesmanship. Why do they do that little, a little tricky little underarm that just just hits behind the net? Well, that's pretty much what he's aiming for. I reckon well, he's been well, practicing. Why is why don't they do that? It's, it was actually, I think, was it the fortieth anniversary of the underarm? Oh yeah, the remember cricket. That? Do you remember that, or were you in no. fucking kindergarten back then? Fucking it was. Do you remember that, you idiot? Or were you fucking not born then? Because <laughs> I remember that. I remember uh, watching it live, right? Yeah. I remember because it was Greg Chappell was captain, Trevor Chappell was the bowler, and I can't. Was it Trevor? Someone who was the was the John? was the no. 
whoever the batsman was was obviously a Kiwi guy. Oh, right. And um, they needed six to win off the last ball. Right, so this was the final, and it was down to they had a lead of five. If they hit a six off the last ball, they're going to win. And it, it had happened. There'd been games where, bang, like Gary Gilmore or someone hit a six off it, off the last ball, and they yeah. won. Right, so it's possible. So Trevor, Trevor, they go, look, it's, uh, we're just going to buy under up just to be. Now, at the time, it was a massive, massive story. controversy. It was absolutely like everyone's saying it's not in the spirit of cricket. And you couldn't say it was cheating because it wasn't against the rules. No, is it now though? Have they ruled it out? I'm not sure, but yeah. at the time, it was, it was completely legal. legal. Yeah. So they didn't break the rules. That I just think it was not not, not in the, the spirit, spirit of, the, of game. the game. So the um, I remember he rolled it in, and then the the batsman just blocked it because he rolled it right at his stumps. He would have got him out if he didn't block oh, it. I literally rolled. He over rolled him, it. So yeah. he did it underarm, rolled it on the ground, and um. He blocked it, and then he threw the bat the length of the pitch, and then Australia just walked off, and and that was it. And then everyone, I remember the line I liked the best was the Kiwis were saying Australians Australians have an underarm problem, you know, like <laughs> they got underarm deodorant problem. Uh. But yeah, that was just a massive, massive um, event at the time. It's funny how like they wouldn't. <clears throat> like you reckon the Chapels had any idea that that would be something we'd be talking about forty years no. later? Nope, there's no way. No. I often Incredible. think that about things like music. Like I was listening today, like that playlist I talked about, yeah. you know, Horses by Daryl Braithwaite, you know. There's no way he knew he'd still be singing that yeah. when he's this old, right? Yeah. But he, but he still, he, mate, he still smashes it and people love it. Oh, Grand finals, it's awesome, song. right? Fuck yeah. But, like, you wonder whether, and it's hard because, like, if we fast forward 20, 30 years, what artists, what songs, what things yeah. from today are actually, are actually transcending generations, you know? Yeah. Not many. I don't some. think so either. There'd be some. I think, um, well, the beauty of having like a, like a service like Spotify, Apple Music, and I notice this with my kids, they're discovering music from the eighties, and I, and they like my son loves eighties music, yeah. And I'm saying, mate, this is what I was listening to when I was your age, yeah. And I think they they really enjoy that. I think oh, I'm going to go back and listen right. to what my dad listened to when they it's, were my age. It's actually one of the great highlights which you'll hear, which we have recovered from the show. Is yeah. I think it might be episode one. We're talking about Sony Music Unlimited. Huh. And we both agree that we just want to own our music, just want to download it. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. fucking gold. How different now, eh? It's 10 years ago. Yeah, well. And now it's like, I don't even know if I own any music anymore. I don't know. Well, I pay 35 bucks a year for iTunes I've Match. I've got a whole bunch of CDs at home. No, we nothing, all ours went to garage stuff. Nothing to play on. Like most of my, when iTunes came in, right? When I got my first iPod in 2001, or it was early 2002, I remember, and I bought that. I wasn't. A, I was you ingested still, I was everything. Still, I was still a sports writer. You'd rip then. everything into iTunes. Yeah. So I put every single CD I owned, Ditto. Yep. and then gave them away to the salvos. So I did. I ingested everything, ripped every single CD, yeah. as was legal, and that was the way you did it yeah. with iTunes, right? And if you speak to a lawyer, actually, you're meant to keep the copy. It's called ephemeral copyright and all these different yeah. things, right? Okay. But <laughs> I had the big. I had. A, we've got. We've still got. I've still got an ass with all my music on it, yeah. sitting in a file. And we were doing a garage sale, and I went, well, we'll get rid of the CDs. And I remember the CDs being out there. Who's the Farnham fan? That <laughs> <laughs> was just funny. But right now, so I'm listening to Tony Martin's Sizzletown, one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. And he's so funny. And he was talking about the the old Martin Malloy CDs. And you'll just see right next to you, I bought them on eBay. I oh. bought the three Martin Malloy albums from the radio show back in the day. Okay. And fuck it, I don't have anything to listen to them on. 
Well, I'm the same. I'm thinking, oh, because the what I normally would do. I'm gonna, right, to, I'm gonna have to hook up an Xbox. This is, how, this, is how, this is how mad I was when I had my Merc, which had a CD player in it. If it was an album or an artist I really liked, I'd download it on Apple Music to hear yeah. on the go. But I'd buy the CD to play in the car because it's to my ears, it sounded a bit better yeah. off the CD. But now I can't do that. I've got hey, another player. Our Holden Commodore that we bought in 2010, the wagon we got rid of last year had this amazing feature, the Series 2 VE, where you could put a disc in and you could choose to save it to the car. <laughs> so remember, like my first car, the Sayed Ibiza, I bought, I bought a new stereo for it and a six-stack CD player. Remember having six-stack CD yeah. players? You'd have six CDs. I in had it, that in my and car. And you'd change yeah. CDs and, go, and it'd actually change CDs for well, you in the boot. And you'd think, what more could you How good is this? How good is this? Then I got an iPod and had a then thousand the, the Commodore had this thing where you could... So we just ripped in like the wiggles and stuff. So there was a whole couple of discs where yeah. the kids' songs, even the day we sold it, they're probably still in the car. And you reckon I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just brilliant to think about, you know, how things were. Oh, and mate. I was talking to... The, I thing, is, though, the thing is, though... Our kids, even my kids, all my kids are in their 20s. Yeah. Not one of them, I reckon, has ever bought a CD in their life. No. And, and neither will your kids ever buy a no. CD or perhaps not even a movie. They might like, my kids have never bought a movie, never bought a CD. I buy movies because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a cinephile. I want them. But they're, they're of a generation now where that stuff is so accessible at the at literally at their fingertips in yep. an instant. Yeah. Why, why buy it? Yeah. I was um, I did a radio spot with ABC Brisbane the other day, and they were talking about the Triple O people dialing nine one one. Yep, and they want to talk about why it worked on some phones. And I said, well, look, you know, they don't publicise it, but you know, Apple and Samsung have programmed phones so that if you dial nine one one, it'll go to Triple O. Oh right, but it's that's that's at the the handset level, and we had to keep saying, but you you must dial Triple O. Da da da. And I said to the bloke, I said, do you know why they chose Triple O? And I was sitting in my office at home, and he, and he goes, "No." I said, "Have a listen to this." And I, I put my head down to my rotary dial phone that's sitting on my desk, and I, you know, grabbed the grabbed the zero and dialed it around. You know, the old rotary dial. You let yeah. go, and I did that. And he goes, "That's a rotary dial phone." I said, "And how hard is it to do the zero? It's the longest one. It's a really conscious so effort to deliberate. do. Yeah. It's deliberate. That's why instead of one one one, which you could easily, you know, just oh, do for yeah, giggles, boom, boom, boom. yeah, it's it's zero. It, right. You've got to you've got to make a concerted effort to do it. Right. So and you he, couldn't do it accidentally or for love. And he was like, who has a roadie doll phone? I went, who remembers them? That's the great thing. Yeah, I remember And it's just phone. awesome to think about that stuff. Roadie, that, roadie yeah, doll phone? yeah. I remember the, the Telstra T-Touch or whatever they called it back in the day, the white ones that were kind of, they looked so cool. Um, was touch, I'm talking like mid-90s. Yeah. Touch button, it had save, you know, save yeah. memories. Um, yeah, that was, that was great. But I remember, I remember when caller ID came in. Yeah. You had to buy a little attachment and you had to, to enable it and pay yeah. a couple of bucks a month for it to see who's calling. Yeah. But I remember the rotary. And, and if you and if you fuck it up, you got to go back. And Start. Like, you got to hang up. got to hang up. Yeah. But what a satisfying feeling it is to hang that bastard up. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing more satisfying. Did Seinfeld do a bit about that? He goes, cordless phones. He goes, you, you, you want to slam the phone yeah. down rather than trying to find the button? Beep. <laughs> it's just not the same. I watched again today. Um, I'm listening to... Um, Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land. You know, his, his, his Thank you memoirs, right? And I re-watched his um, uh, Barack Obama's uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee scene yes. with Seinfeld. Yes. And that was, that was a really, that was really cool episode. Very funny. Very well done. And uh, Barack Obama's got a good sense of humour too. Definitely. He's, he's very, very, he's a funny, he's got a good sense of humour. Definitely. Bloke. I saw, I stumbled across, it might have been on TikTok, um, a behind the scenes, so you remember uh, they have the, those uh, press club lunch things? 
yep. where there's a comedian and a big grand table at the top. Yeah, they have, the, the president, the press dinner. It's press, press dinner. dinner. The president yeah. makes a speech, and yeah. it's normally funny. Yeah. Um, he had this one where he had like a an aggression translator or something. Anyway, they they someone had a behind the scenes video they'd recorded during rehearsals, yeah. and it was brilliant to watch him naturally just interacting with this guy, having a bit of banter. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It felt to me like that buddy Mark Hamill video I sent you. It was like this yeah. thing you'd never seen. It was wow. like uncovering stuff. That was amazing. It's yeah. so good. That was amazing. Like I actually, I'm thinking one day when I've got time, I'm going to rig up my VHS and the and the ingestion. I've got a few VHS. I'm just going to watch them. I'm just going to press play yeah. and have them on in the background. Just if anything comes on, like old ads and stuff, because yeah. all your porn collection I've, as well. I don't have any <laughs> such thing. Um, VHS back in the day, nah, mate. mate. I've just the got chicken and corn. I did have. Before like, the internet, mate. I had like 20 tapes of just Australian Touring Car Championship from like 1991. Really? And you think, well, I'll never and watch them ever like again. Like a VHS tape, and I'd With drawn, label drawn the Shell logo on it and written wow. on it really nicely and everything. And at some point in the last, I don't think it was a matter, it might have been a previous, I just went, this is... Oh, previous relationship. Yeah, I think right. it's gone, it's so done. Left, lost They're gone. Bit. So yeah. I don't have those anymore, You have to give them up in the divorce, did you? No, uh, they were just <laughs> too too much junk. Uh, yeah. So your wife said, no. Nah. They're not coming. Whoever it was at the time. They're I don't feel like here. it was Amanda, but it might have been. Hey, um, don't let them push you around, mate. Oh, that's too late for that. <laughs> Wait, what now? That horse has bolted. Yeah, eh? that horse. Um, well and truly has done a lap, a lap of the... <laughs> firmly and squarely on my head. <laughs> oh, mate. So... But yeah, I've got a few... I'll tell you what, I've got VHS tapes of my kids when they were really young. Yeah, right. Still on these little VHS tapes. So I'm... And, they're just sitting there in this big box. I've got to convert them. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take them up to some joint and just. The one, and this is egotistical. But the one I want to find is I did. I did a Sky News cross. It's not cross. I came back to the studio the year that Mark Webber um, came fifth at the Formula One Grand Prix in Melbourne, um, 2006, 2005. Anyway, I was down there. I did radio reports. I've got like tapes of my radio reports. But I've, I also, because I remember flying in and going straight to. It was not where it is now. It was. It was somewhere in French's Forest Sky News. Yeah. And doing this little thing at night, talking about Mark Webber, and I'm like, I really want to watch that. That would have been probably one of my first TV appearances. It would yeah, be well. so weird to watch. <laughs> It'd be very weird. Yeah. Well, I converted my, I had my first grade debut on VHS, and yep. I converted that to DVD, so I've got that now. Well, let's watch that in the theatre. It's, it's on YouTube as well, that game. It's on, on the YouTube. tube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, that game. Did you put it up? No, someone else did. Yeah, all right. Yeah. South v. West. Fennec! Fennec on the bar! Oh, no. <laughs> It was actually um, Thirsty, what's his name? David um, Morrow. David Morrow was commentator. And um, it was May 28, 1988, West v. the Rabbitohs at the Sydney Football Stadium. <laughs> He's looking it up. Gonna look it up. He's going to look it up. So, well, uh, I, well, I crack a... I'm gonna what crack is it? West, West v. Souths. Rabbitohs. 19 what? 1988. 88. Let's see what comes up on YouTube. This thing. Let's check. Round 12? No. Uh, show me. Yeah, that sounds about right. This one? Or yep. the top one? Uh, no, more probably oh, either one, I think. West v. South. The Sydney Football yeah, Stadium? It. Yep, yep, that's it. Top, Top one. So it's got 133, 30, 133 views. We have to find out how many we can get this to. Um, 129 of them are me. What number are you on the on the, on the field, mate? 22. S. Fennec, 25. 25. Oh, this is the best ever. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> Mario's younger brother. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go back to that. How do I go back? Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't skip. Is that, so it's your first game. Here we yeah. go. Hang on. I'll go back all the way back. Billy Blake. 
forward, Andrews at lock. Paul Robertson, Wayne Chisholm at the second rowers, and then Darren Maroon and Les Davidson at prop with Steve Fennick, Mario's younger brother, coming into the side for his initial first grade game as hooker. George Piggins is the coach. Boom! George Piggins. <laughs> then they do a close up on me before the kickoff. They close up, do a close up on me, and I'm literally hyperventilating, thinking, oh, this just totally shit myself. I can't myself. skip. Yeah. Oh, you can. Here we go. Five seconds. Here it is. Oh, hang, on, hang on, we'll hang on. That's it. Hang no, on, here we go. go. So, ladies and gentlemen, 56 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm next to Bundy. Though. I'm next what, to number eight, 25. That's me there, look, 25. Where, there? No, no, no. no, I'm just walked away. no that's yeah. you over there with no, a mullet. No, no, that's Les, Les Davidson. Um, that's oh, there you are. Look at no, you. Watch me. I'm, I look up in the sky and go, what am I doing here? Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you are shit Greg McCallum yeah, he, was he, was, he was my year 5 PE teacher <laughs> Anyway have anyway, a Winfield We won We won as well That'll 20, do me 26, Any key moments of the game here Stephen um, Did you touch the mate, ball First time for One of the first rucks I'd sort of switched it to the right And we scored Is this you? No What I'm about by half. the way I'm well, dummy half I'm t- I'm There you half. are There you are I'm Yeah. A, I'm, a, I'm a dummy half Look at you Look at you, Stephen. Mate, you look fit young, young 20 man year old, you are. Twenty-year-old, mate. In my prime. There he is, <laughs> out of dummy half, Stephen Fennick. Unbelievable, <laughs> Steve Fennick. That's that's just yeah, so. They cool. call me Steve. I was not Stephen ever in my footy career. Really? I was always Steve. Mate, you set that up. I'm telling you, you set that up. This is seriously, people. This is pure gold. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put this on the big screen and watch it later. <laughs> Actually, but I, I think I what second in the tackle count I was. I tackled my guts out that day. Look at you. White shorts and you. Yeah, I had my hand taped up build. to my hand. I had a, I had broken my hand earlier in the season, so I had a taped hand. What about how small you are? A lot skinnier, mate. Back then, my playing weight was a bit. Uh, I was what ninety six kegs then, ninety eight kegs. Yeah, hundred and thirty three. Views. What's the second one? Did you say there was a second one there? Hang on, let me just save that. I want to I <laughs> do some things with right. that. I'll go all right that game. You're pretty happy with that, yeah, aim, mate. Yeah, give yourself a wrap. Solid, solid debut. Give yourself a wrap. Solid debut, Go back one. So the other one was this one. Yeah, this is the full This is the full broadcast. Oh, so it's the same game, but yeah. it's the full broadcast. See how it's got the credits at the start? Oh, wow. And just Warren Boland and Morrow on the sideline with um, Wilkins. What's his name? Peter it? Wilkins. Peter Wilkins is on the sideline. Oh, wow. That's the Big football crowd. stadium. The crowd. Like, how old was the football stadium at that point? It was that year. It was open. 88 wow, was the first year. Wow, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, yeah. Look at the wow. crowd. It was, a, it was a rainy, overcast day. Yeah. The sea was angry that day, my friend. There he is. Oh, Fennec! <laughs> Hits it up. Just chopped him down. No, mate. You, oh, you, I had a run. You went had straight run. into that, mate. You went straight into that. Mate, get behind him. Come on, mate. Dummy half. Get in there. You spit slow of the play. George would have thrown it at you after that one. He set up a run through here. Man, that is epic. That one's only got 11,000 views. Mate, that's history, mate. They'll never take that away from Hang on. you. Okay? Oh, 11,190 views. Jesus, yeah, that's go, all right. Mate. I'm probably 10,000 of those. Hang on, I'm just going to tweet that. It's just pure gold. <laughs> anyway, you got anything else? I'm... No, nothing, mate. That's yeah, it. Very good. But, uh, yeah, the season's on in another month. Month today, 11th of February, 11th of March is round one. So 30 days away. 29 days, I think, by now. This February's only got 28 days. What are you tweeting? What are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> I'm tweeting. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Stephen Phoenix, <laughs> first grade debut for couldn't help Rabbitohs versus Wests at the SFS <laughs> in 19... Well, I remember the, that, mor- that morning. Grab a drink. <laughs> Keep that, your... 
that morning. Eyes on number 25 at Hooker. Do you say at Hooker playing dummy half? Because well, you were dummy half for the game, weren't you? What's going on there? I was Hooker. Yeah, I was Hooker and I was dummy half as well. Yeah, yeah, play, so you can say at Hooker playing dummy half? Yeah, yeah. That'd be the correct. Yeah? Yeah. We're at number know. 25. No, yeah, I've said that, mate. I'm and I'll never forget, Les Davidson was the prop, right? And he was like a Australian representative, New South Wales representative. And his nickname was Bundy, right? Yeah. That was his nickname. And I'll never forget the very first scrum where I was really nervous. i never forget he put his arm around me. He goes, mate, don't worry. We'll look after you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, bring it on, baby. That was real. That just sort of settled my nerves. It was really good. Oh, that's cool. Something you'll never forget, mate. On uh, It was an amazing time. Back Something then. I'll never experience either. Yeah. All right, mate. See you next week. Short one, eh? Short one. Oh, I've got nothing else, do you? you got nothing else? Do you have anything? I said I've got nothing else. Yeah. Well, all good. <laughs> when, when does the Formula One start? When does that kick off? Because the Australian... It was meant cancelled. to be middle of March, so the, it's, um, it's so in what, what Bahrain. So what will be the very first one then? Um, I think it's Bahrain, yeah. Let's look it up. Uh, so what, isn't it normally early March that we have the Australian Grand Prix? So they, are yeah. they just no mid March? So they're so just, they're just not going to yeah. have a race. It'll it. start in April. Uh, no, late, no, late no. March. It's 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 late March, twenty eighth of March, Bahrain, and and so Australia's going to be tacked on. And at then the end. Italy's not till the eighteenth of April, so there's a bit of time there. May and Australia's at the end. Australia's then. in November, not quite the end, but the third from the end, twenty first of November, and then Saudi Arabia, and then Abu Dhabi, and it's still in the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, do you reckon they could have had it? You don't reckon they could have still had it in March? No. Why? Because the Formula One teams couldn't have two-week quarantine. They would never agree to it. Okay. They just It's too complex logistics for them. They need to bring stuff in two days before the race. They just can't have quarantine. Yet, yet they could fly the AFL to Queensland and put them up in a resort for, for AFL. You don't reckon they could do something for the Formula One? No, Australia could do it for them, but the Formula One teams would never agree to it. But even if that would be that would be like pausing their their development for two weeks. But can't you put them somewhere where they're still working, still doing? No, but their they job don't have factories. They, like everything. they need people to fly in two days beforehand with parts. Right. They literally there's people at the factory, CNC machines, fiberglass, carbon fiber, making things, adjusting right. the car days before the race, and they'll fly over with it with it in their hand luggage. They can't do it in Australia. No. Yeah. No, these are so multi. So logistically. Factories. Quarantine's out of the question. It's not out of the question, but the, I don't think they'll ever agree to it. Well, yeah, well, we saw the tennis players whinging about how the, what mate, they had to do. Imagine Lewis Hamilton. He fucking never <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Your mate Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. he'd never shut up. All right. So what's to say that in November, what, what date was uh, it? November? Uh, like 18th. So what's to say in November they won't have to quarantine then? There's absolutely nothing to say that's not going to be the case. So, so when's the race before that? Oh, I don't know, Steve. Because so, if it's two weeks before that, they're screwed, aren't they? They're, what's going to happen? If they do need to do a 14-day quarantine. 7th of November through the 19th of no, So Brazil, on the it's 12 days. Mate, so they'll go struggle. On, go on. So they might make them do a seven-day quarantine by then. Just, mate, I'm, I don't know. Because at the moment, you see all the people, like 99% of cases now are returning travellers. So people bringing it from other countries. Yeah, and we don't want them. I'm sorry. I love Formula One, but I don't love it enough for them to... Yeah, and you think where they're doing, they're, they're literally going country to country. I know they'll be in Europe for a bit, then Asia for a bit. And yeah, they South get America. tested every couple of days, good on them. But yeah. the thing is, and I've They'll said They'll all this, be vaccinated, but you reckon? Yeah, potentially, yeah. yeah. Could that be something in there? Maybe favor? it's part of them. Maybe that's that part be, of it. Can that be a sort but, of a get out of jail? But being vaccinated doesn't stop you getting coronavirus. It just stops you stops you suffering the, the worst effects of coronavirus. So Same you, with the flu vaccination. So you can still get it and give it and give I it. I don't know whether you can give it. I don't know enough about it, but... Right. You certainly can still get it. 
A vaccination right. does not prevent the disease. It, just it reduces prevents the, the effect of it. Yes. Right. You, okay. get the, you get a flu shot, you still get the flu. You just won't feel it. Okay. So what does that mean? We don't know. Like, what is that? What happens? How does it work? Yeah. So much we don't know, mate. Weird. Oh, well. It's still, We're still adjusting. And, and you're saying that overseas travel. So you reckon we'll be in Vegas for 2022? No. If I put, if I'd put money on it now, I'd say no. Did you get the survey from CES? Uh, yeah. I fucking hammered them. Did you? Yep. Why? I just said it was shit. Yeah. I haven't filled it out yet. I said Presto was excellent. Yeah. But you didn't have Unveiled, so I couldn't find any cool stuff. And you just gave me a list of list of logos, and it meant nothing to me. Yeah. I should I should fill Yeah, I think then you need to give them really honest feedback, because <laughs> yeah, otherwise they're just going to think it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You've got to do this, you know, one out one to ten ratings for things like the live stream and stuff. It was shit. I didn't need it. Don't do it. Don't waste your time on it. Yeah. Of course, I would say don't make reporter notepads either, but that's where we differ. <laughs> I love the reporter notepads. But that's They're the brilliant. only thing that's come out Mate, of... That's the, du- that's the biggest thing I'm upset about, is I can't grab a bunch of reporter You've, notepads. You're still from using ones from 2016. Mate, I've, got, I've got dead set a box full of them. I don't know. I'm just a hoarder like that. I like those. I like having the notebooks. I've got lots of notebooks and stationery. I'm a big stationery I have a lot of those hoarder. books that we get sent as like... Yeah, the little like just diaries little notebooks, yeah. moleskins and stuff. I've got it's all like, the logos. I've got, hundreds I've got, of got one from Arlo. I've got one from GoPro. My problem is I use them, them a bit. I like making notes yeah. sometimes, to do lists and stuff. But then I use like four pages, and then I and then yeah, you put it away. Yeah, put it away, uh, and then I get another one. It's, you need to start a journal. I shan't be doing that. No one needs to know what no I was journal. thinking at any point in time. <laughs> and I certainly don't want to be reminded of the rubbish I was thinking. Fair enough. I actually tweeted today. Um, did you tweet that about me, you idiot, about the game? You tweeted that already, yeah, did you? already, yeah. Oh, God. But I tweeted earlier today um, that I wish there was a device. What did I say? I said, what I need is a wearable that tracks my mood and sends calls to text so I don't talk to people when I'm not at my best. <laughs> now, granted, that would be 99% of the time, but for the 1%, it'd be good. But see, I had this situation today where I answered a couple of calls and I just, you know, I just know that I, I wasn't rude. But I know that I wasn't you engaged can, in the conversation. Be a bit grumpy sometimes. Is this on the radio or on your podcast? No, I, was just, I tweeted it. What are you talking oh, about? Tweeting. Sorry, okay. Yeah, I tweeted it earlier. Okay. Amanda says when I when I when she rings, I just say what. I'm like, okay, fine. That's so rude. Jacko butt dialed me. Yeah. If my wife answered the phone saying what, I'd be filthy. Good on you, mate. I would. Jacko butt dialed me. She'd never do that to me either. And I knew it was a butt dial, so I hung up and then I rang who, back. Who just said Jackson? Did. Yep. Okay. So I rang back. He didn't answer. And then two seconds later, he rings me. And I go, G'day. G'day, mate. He goes, What did you ring for? I went, hello, Dad. How are you? <laughs> and it's like, I rang Amanda. I said, this is hilarious. He's just fucking, he's just giving me that. And I went, it's because he's never had a phone call. Like, he doesn't know how to. <laughs> What's like, this? Mate, what when, do I do? <laughs> when my kids are on the, like, you say, talk to Grandma. They go, they just sit there. And I go, you got to say something. you got to yeah. talk. She doesn't fucking know you're there. you got to say something. <laughs> like, really? they don't, like, phone conversations are not a normal doesn't thing. Doesn't connect for them. Anyway, back to me. Um, uh, I just like I was just having these conversations where I'm like, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, good, no worries, and this that. And I just know I wasn't engaged in it, and I felt like I, I have no doubt that they they hung up the phone going, what a fucking prick, not because I was an asshole, but because I was just disengaged. I get that. I get that about you a lot, mate. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I There's normally I can do about. I it. normally get the call straight after. Before, no, I guess someone's get the call before you, but then oh, they say, oh, look, we're, we're going to ring Trev. I said, look, okay, good luck, you ring Trev. Okay, we're not married or anything. You can do what you want, but. I sometimes get the call after, and then they say, "Oh, look, Trevor's interested." Oh, okay, that could be either for you or against you. That if he's interested or not, I so I just I g up. So. <laughs> uh, okay, because I think people think we live together and that we. It's work hilarious together when it happens, isn't and it? I said, "Look, I do a we do a podcast together once a week. We're not married. We're yeah. not. We don't work together. We that's all. That's what we do." Yeah, and and 
we get p- emails pitching us at the same time. Uh, you know, it, it's just testament to the, the they hear the listen to the show. It's 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 a kind of a it's kind of flattering that they. Think I that. email a Mac. Go well, you you've lost your chance at an exclusive by including that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for your support, mate. You're very solid. But often, most of the time, and this is, uh, and I think some companies might have worked this out, but sometimes we'll we'll communicate very quickly after getting the email and decide what the response is. Yeah. So that well, we're aligned. Well, if they pitch us together, <laughs> we, we do that because, you know, they, they pitch us certain opportunities and we decide on it. And I don't, I don't answer for both of us. I always talk no. to you and, and vice versa. We always consult. Yep. And, yeah, that's just how it works. That's how a team works. That's how a team stays together for 10 years. What are you trying That's to say? That's how it works. What are you trying to say? Because we're coming up to the 10th anniversary. That's harsh, mate. What? I mean, you're, just, you're digging it. Hard territory for me. What do you mean? That's how years. a team stays together for 10 years. That's, mate, it's teamwork. I still think it's amazing that we're still talking. There you go. Given my track record. Yeah, you, you've burned a few people, haven't you, over the years? There's some grabs. Rigby did find a few of those grabs, yeah. too, and I'm happy to include them. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm an easy guy, bloke. Yeah, there's a good one where you go... Uh, you say something about my emails, and you go, listen, don't get on Trevor's bad side. He'll yeah. just dig up a fucking email about me. <laughs> and, and you just go, don't get on people's bad side. Don't get on Trevor's bad side. And I go, that's very good advice. Um, and you go, don't go to war with people. I said, yes, there's some people that could have could have learned from that advice. And I said, they didn't even know we were at war. <laughs> yeah, you're a stealth fighter. Yeah. <laughs> stealth bomber, you are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right tweet on. us, uh, by the way, with uh, highlights uh, from the last 10 years. We'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah. Because it's uh, always fun to hear what other people remember. Absolutely, really? yeah. Because they might remember something we don't. So never, never know. It's good. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Ciao.